All right, it's your boy Nick Smith to be here live from the MMB Radio studios for the MMB Radio podcast where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And, you know, I'm excited right now. Not that I don't ever get excited about any of the guests I have on, but I like to have different guests from different areas, different professions, different walks of life. And right now, I'm proud and honored to have on IFBB competitor and bodybuilder, Miss Jill Rudison. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome tonight. And I, I get all the, your titles out of the way there. The IFBB, you're a bodybuilder. Like, I mean, I'm sure you've you got another couple hats that you wear along I'm, the way. I like to say I'm a Jill of all trades. <laughs> a Jill um, of all trades. I'm, I'm an IFBB pro physique bodybuilder. Uh, I also work as a line producer, production manager, and television and live events. Um. I was the bowling champion of my third grade class. Um, <laughs> well, that's about it. I, I can't say I'm a notary any longer because that expired, but that's, that's, that's like the titles I'm holding at the moment. <laughs> so I guess what you're mostly known for is uh, being in the fitness world, in the bodybuilding world. Um, at what point did you decide that that was something that you wanted to do, whether it be a hobby or career or... Have you always had this interest in physical fitness? I have always had an attraction to like the fitness world since I was a little kid. Um, probably the most the most influential thing that I can think back that takes it way back would be um, just simply watching Popeye cartoons. Growing up, I loved watching Popeye, and I loved when Popeye would eat spinach and grow muscles and then kick ass and. <laughs> You know, and that to me was, you know, that was one of the things that influenced me um, growing up. Red Sonia was one of my favorite movies as a little kid. We used to act out Red Sonia in my front yard. Um, and, you know, She-Ra from He-Man and She-Ra, um, you know, there was a lot of like really random, powerful female figures that had um, an effect on me when I was a kid. You know, Tina Turner from Mad Max. Um Bridget Nielsen in like you know a number of her roles in addition to Red Sonia, um, Grace Jones. I mean these you know they were all just like women who kicked ass, and that really kind of resonated with me. And then as I got older, uh, you know fitness just was always something I did. Uh, my dad had a weight bench in the garage, and growing up, you know I would watch him go in the, out in the garage and throw around the weights and. You know, I was an only child. I was daddy's girl, so I always wanted to hang on the tops. And, you know, I'd go in the garage and lift his, you know, lift his weights while he was lifting weights. And, you know, um, you know, I was active. I played softball, gymnastics, ice skating, all that stuff. And then actually, you know, bodybuilding is a very niche sport. So I actually fell into it accidentally. I was, I was actually double dog dared to enter my first competition back in oof, 2003 and uh i don't like to be i don't like to be dared to do things that i won't do so i did it and i liked it and then fast forward to 13 years later and you know here we are now at, at what point when you were doing all the training and everything obviously your father showed you you know how to lift weights and all that at what point did, did it become competitive for you or has it ever been a competitive sport for you I mean, I never, I never paid attention to it as it being a competitive sport. I always worked out. I always went to the gym uh, in high school. I took weight training as an elective course, not necessarily because I wanted to lift weights, but because I was, 
I figured I'd probably be the only girl in class and I could get away with murder. Um, <laughs> and I did. And, um, you know, I mean, the competitiveness of it didn't really, I've always had a competitive spirit, but I didn't even realize, I mean, you know, I mean, you see bodybuilders and, and like Mr. Olympia or whatever, but I never really thought of it as something achievable by me. Um, it always seemed like something very far away and very distant, like, you know, like Olympia status type stuff. So when I actually got double dog dare to enter a competition, that's what really kind of like ignited the fire in me. And it wasn't, it wasn't even so much so at that point to see if I could transform my body to that of a bodybuilder. It was more so I got double dare, dog dare to do something and I better buck up and do it. Um, and then once I actually did the show and did the training and everything else, that's when I was like, Hey, you know what? I, I kind of like this. Um, and then it became competitive because I actually saw my body change and I saw, um, you know, improvements that I had never been able to achieve before. And, you know, and, and I saw and felt, you know, what it was like to get up on stage and get all dolled up and present yourself after, you know, dieting and training your face off for 16 weeks. And, you know, something resonated within me and, you know, it, it just, it stuck. <laughs> Now, is that the average amount of time to train for a competition, 16 weeks, or is it varies? Most people usually give themselves like a 12 to 16-week window. Um, a prep normally is like 12 weeks, but if you want, if you need a little extra time or you just want to come in, uh, you know, ahead of 100% to make sure that you're, you know, you're not trying to like force yourself, uh, 16 weeks, I feel, is, is an adequate amount of time to get ready for a show. Now, when you break it down, in the 16 weeks, do you, is every week uh, something else that you focus on or, do, or is there parts that you are, you've already developed that are so fine and tuned that you really just kind of focus on other parts? I mean, most, most competitors when they're getting ready for a show, you know, they, they know based on their last show or their last critique, what their weak parts are and what they need to work on, what they need to improve, what they need to work on you know, either in the off season or prior to stepping on stage again, you know, sometimes they might tell you, hey, you need to bring your delts up to match that of the, you know, the sweep of your quads or, you know, you need to work on your glutes or work on your posing or whatever. So, I mean, you usually come into a show kind of knowing what, what you need to work on. Um, when I get ready for a show, I tend to just, I, I work on everything and then I, I tend to spend a little bit more time and effort on the parts of me that I know need improvement. Um you know, and like when I, when I first turned pro, um, it was and even on the road to becoming pro, it was always a struggle to bring up my upper body to match my lower body. So I always had very, um, very dominant legs and I'm known for my legs and my quads. And so, you know, there's no way I'm getting these things down to be small. They're just never going to be small. They're ham hocks. It's not happening. So in order to make myself more symmetrical, I needed to build up my upper body. And that's what I did. I, so I worked on, adding more muscle in my upper body, bringing up my, my frame, you know, making my shoulder caps larger, um, that type of thing. So, I mean, you got to kind of, you know, you, you go in there working with what you have. Um, and I just, you know, I focus on everything, but I'll hyper-focus on the areas that I know need the most work. And then once you get closer to the show, you'll kind of dial yourself in. And, you know, when you start getting lean, you can really see, you know, all the parts coming out and the muscles popping and know, like, what you want to work on. It's like, you know, it's like a painting. You go in when you're close to being done, and that's when you really go in with, like, the magnifying glasses and you go and you put detail into it. So it's kind of the same thing. Now, do you have do you have an area that, I know you said you're working on the upper, 
but do you have like an area that just always gives you fits that you really have to do extra work on? I mean, for me, like now I've gotten my upper body to match my lower body. I've put on a lot of muscle just from turning pro to where I am now. I've probably put on about 30 pounds of muscle, which is a lot. Um, and I don't realize, I don't even realize, quote unquote, how big I've gotten until I look at old pictures of myself. And then I'm like, wow, I was a tiny little thing at one point in time. Um, and now, I mean, for me, I just, I struggle with my, my weakest point I feel are my glutes. Um, and just really finely tuning my quads to feather the way I want them to. They're just so big. Um, and then, you know, just kind of and getting my shoulder caps up again. So for me, it's, you know, what I'm trying to work on this year, uh, you know, before I step on stage again is, is really my glutes and my shoulder caps. Now, how many competitions have you been in over 13 years? Do you keep a count? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Ooh, you on the I spot. would say, <laughs> I would say probably close to forty. Okay. I mean, just just in my pro career, I've competed in. I think I want to say like fourteen shows as a pro. Okay. Maybe thirteen. I don't know, somewhere around there, which is still a lot. Um, and then as an amateur, I probably did about twenty, twenty shows. Yeah, I mean, somewhere around 30-something, I would say, total. It's a lot of tanning solution. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm I'm very green to all of this, um, to the whole bodybuilding and body sculpting world. And um, a lot of people, they see different competitions. And you, I've seen competitions where the, the women are smaller, but toned mm-hmm. and ripped. And then there's ones where, I mean, they literally look like something out of a comic book. Um, is there different yeah. classes? Like, how does that whole process work? I mean, there's, I mean, there's different classes um, at a bodybuilding show, and they keep adding new categories. Um, you know, in a way, and which is great in a way because they'd like to include more people in it. But at the same time, it also I feel kind of waters down other categories because then you're like, okay, well, what's really the difference between this category and that category besides a name and you know a category difference? Mm-hmm. Um, but now that, you know, there's, you know, there's bikini, there's uh, figure, there's fitness, there's bodybuilding, there's physique, which is what I do. Um, now for the men, they've added classic physique, which is no more board shorts. And instead they wear like trunks so they can actually see their legs. Um, you know, so I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if in the coming year or two we saw yet another division, you know, which is, like I said, it's good because it, it, it makes it makes competing and it makes this world more accessible and more, you know, more open and more marketable to normal people, what have you. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's stepping away from, from what, what it really is and the organicness of it. Um, you know, but it's okay. You know, Hey, promoters got to make their money. I get it. Now you say make it more marketable towards, you know, the common, the normal folks, the the normies. The normal person who is not into bodybuilding and sculpting. Correct. Well, that or just, you know, maybe, and I say normal person, just meaning kind of somebody that doesn't want to have an obscene amount of muscle on them. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, like that, you know, hence the creation of the bikini division where you have girls and they have some muscle tone on them. You know, they're tight and they're taut, 
but they definitely don't look like a female bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then you go up, you go up another notch to figure where they have more muscularity, like they're more toned. Um, you know, they definitely look like they lift some weight. Um, and then you go up, you know, to the next category, which is physique. And that's where it's like, okay, there's definite girls lifting weights here. So it just, you know, it kind of increases each category. Now, what is, um, like I was telling certain people and people online were looking and seeing that you were going to be on and like. Some people, I mean, they have their opinions and they say, you know, well, that's way too much, you know, like for whatever reasons, jealousy, intimidation, you know, what have you, um, personal preference. But do, is there like a limit where you want to be where you you say, OK, no, that's just too big, too much muscle mass? Like, or do you have? I mean, like, honestly, any... like I like I'm happy where I am now. I'm happy. I'm very happy with myself. Would I like to take some of my muscle off? Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I went too far with it by any means, but for me, just walking around and to be more marketable, I've been doing a lot of on-screen acting lately, um, and with that, they don't want me to be overtly shredded or ripped. Um, So for me, and what works for me, is I would actually like to take a little bit of muscle off. Um, You know, but that's just me. As far as what anybody chooses to do with their own body, I think as long as they do it in a safe and healthy manner where they're not harming anybody else, whatever, man. I mean, if, you know, if Kylie Jenner wants to go out and transform her entire body in faith, good for her. She's not hurting anybody else. I just don't, you know, I just think if you're going to do something or if you're going to embody it, you should own it. Um, no, no you know, that. But as far as women... I, me personally, I do, everybody has a personal preference. I personally would not want to look like a bodybuilding competitor because for mm-hmm. me, that's not my preference. I like a physique body. Um, I think it's great. But for me, as of lately, it doesn't really work for some of the acting gigs. So I'd, I'd actually like to take off a little bit of muscle. But if it weren't for that, I'd probably be you know, totally fine with where I'm at. I don't think, though, that women should get to the point where they don't look like women anymore because they just have so much muscle on them. I don't yeah. think that's attractive. But, well, that's you know, everybody say. has different opinions. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What's right for one person is not right for the other. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but as far as that look in, embodying, like, femi- you know, femininity, it doesn't. It, you know, and I can understand why it, it turns so many people off or people get so up in arms about it. Yeah, I don't necessarily understand had... why they care so much about something that has nothing to do well, with yeah, them. True. <laughs> but I get it. I always say if it's you know? not costing me any money, if I don't have to pay any extra right. money on taxes or anything, I really don't care what people do with their lives. But, but female, you know. female bodybuilders are definitely, that's definitely one breed of people uh-huh. that I don't think will ever necessarily be welcomed with open arms by the majority of the community just because a lot of people have a very distinct way they believe that a woman should look in their head. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Um, you know, but, you know, I personally don't like the look of a woman being overtly muscular. Like, you know, and well, some, you know, sometimes me. I see photos of myself and I'm like, holy moly, I'm really that jacked because I don't even realize it. <laughs> well, people say um, all the time when they see, you know, the the women who or extra shredded and everything. Oh, you know, they're trying to look like a guy and, uh, you know, that's, that's way too much. Yeah. And, 
And like you said, and actually, everybody in has actuality, it's like, well, if we're wearing a sparkly suit, makeup, and all kinds of beauty products and whatever, and that's just our body at like the leanest and the strongest it can be, I don't understand how that's trying to emulate a man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I there's said, plenty a lot of, of other ways to... you can you can things things that you can do to try to be like a man that's a lot more masculine than something like that. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it has to do to you know intimidation and you know jealousy for that's true. and know, a lot of people being the, the... in such shape. Right, and the ones that are more vocal about it or project more about it are the ones that usually tend to have more problems within themselves. Mm. I mean, God so. knows if anybody saw me, I am not, I'm not a physical body competitor in no sense of the word. But I understand, you know, like you said, to each their own. However, however far you want to take it. But have you ever, have you ever faced any kind of uh, backlash from? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I hear stuff all the time. Um, I recently did a Weezer video. I did uh, two videos with them, actually. I did one video called L.A. Girls, mm-hmm. uh, and then we shot a second video called California Kids, both of which were for their new album, which is called the, the Weezer White Album. Um, and both those videos are available to watch on YouTube. So you guys check them out. They're a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, but, you know, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a relatively newbie actress. I've done a couple things here and there, and... I went, when the videos came out on YouTube, I went and I watched the videos and I scrolled down and I read some of the comments and, you know, like 60% of the comments were like nice. And then 40% of the comments were like, ew, she's gross. She looks like a man. That's disgusting. I just barked. Oh my God. I'm not hungry anymore. Whatever. I mean, there was like a million things, which, you know, I mean, does it hurt? Yeah, it's, it hurts. You know, nobody ever wants to read something that's, you know, ill-worded about themselves you know but at the same time it's okay you know you're gonna have your critics no matter what you do so you know i'm sorry i can't please everybody but i'm glad i can please 60 percent of people <laughs> well with that said that though there, <laughs> there are people out there do have that it's you know considered a fetish to them that they love women that are uh you know muscular and um have you ever encountered any guys like that i know we spoke off air and i was saying how how many times have you oh people say they the schmo cup runneth up. over <laughs> the my, my schmo cup runneth over i i get emails multiple times a day um <laughs> from admirers or guys that you know want to feel my muscles or they want me to like lift them and carry them and <laughs> run a marathon with them or whatever um, I've, I've gotten some really interesting emails and I actually, I save the majority of them cause it's my intention to release some sort of coffee table book, uh, in 2017 entitled, I feel awkward and other musings and rumblings from, from men I've received emails from. So I, I have a nice little collection of emails. So, uh, what's, what's the, you know, the most if you'd like to be featured in the received. book, write me a messed up email. What's the most bizarre email you've received from someone, like, asking, like, a request? Oh, I had one guy that wanted me to do, like, a custom video for him, and he was very specific. (laughs) And it didn't even really have anything to do with my muscles, for the most part. Um, But he had certain camera angles he wanted to get where you could see, like, my, my muscles, like, in the clothing I was wearing and, and that sort of thing, and it involved, like, dressing up as a witch and a, a bald cap and some other okay. stuff. 
I mean, he put a lot of thought into it. Let's just put it that way. I spoke to a friend of mine who does video work like this for, you know, a female bodybuilders. I showed it to him. And he was like, in my 30 years of doing this work, I have never seen an email that was that thorough. So that was probably the most standout-ish email because this person put so much thought into it. Now, when um, I, I sent an email, I'm just like, I just want you to give me a hug or something. I just want you to... Yeah, <laughs> no. He, he had a shot list. <laughs> he had a prop list. Like, it was... From a production standpoint, it was great. I was like, that was the best way you could have ever like given me for pre-production on any project whatsoever. So I give him props for that. But it, yeah, it was a little weird. Now, but um, you know, when but I've also had some really awful things where people have written me and asked me to like crush kittens for like ten thousand oh, no. dollars and like like disgusting things like that. Mostly have come from Dubai. I don't know why they like that stuff. They're weird. I say beautiful country, but they got some weirdos living there because they all email me. <laughs> they're they're very deprived out there. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> See, now I I feel like I need to go back to the drawing board. I just was like, I just want to touch your muscles and just have you just crush me, you know? Like, but I'm like jokingly, you know, just like a nice little strong hug, not crush me like I'm a kitten. Um, but yeah, I could see how that kind of is creepy. Different strokes, different folks, my friend. <laughs> now, um, when you are doing the bodybuilding, what kind of diet regimen are you on? Um, I tend to do a ketogenic diet, which means no carbs, no carbohydrates. Or I do low to light carbs, and then I'll do days where I have high carbs. Um, but mostly, you know... I eat very clean. I eat every two and a half to three hours. I'm eating like 4.5 ounces of protein. Um, you know, just exceedingly clean. No alcohol, no sugar, no bread, no starch. You know, no, nothing fun, basically. Now, that doesn't work, though, unless you were, like, working out, though, right? I mean, it's it, it, it works in the sense that, you know, you can you can definitely, you know, drop some weight on that diet. Um, and your body will function at, you know, at maximum performance. But yeah, you definitely have to put in the cardio and the weightlifting in conjunction to that. Yes. Now, people that want to get into the sport, young girls, young women, um, what advice would you give them? Um, do your research, ask around, read, educate yourself. Don't just ask somebody what you should do to get ready for a show and take that singular person's advice because it might not be correct. And um, definitely don't go to somebody who tells you to take a slew of drugs. Um, you know, if you decide to go that route, make sure that you are in good talks with your doctor so your doctor knows what you're doing and you can get your blood work done to make sure that you're not going to die. Um, you know, just be smart about it. Be smart about it. Have fun with it. Um, you know, and when it becomes not fun, stop. Now you, you branched off and you've done some acting and some other projects. Um, how much longer do you want to be doing the fitness thing? Or are you trying to branch off now and strictly do, you know, acting roles or like, what are, I what mean, are your goals? You know, I would love to do more acting and be that kind of quintessential person that Hollywood calls for bodybuilding or fitness roles. Um, you know, I, w I would love to do that. Uh, Lauren Powers has been a woman that's kind of been doing that for years and, you know, not, not trying to emulate Lauren Powers here, but, 
I would like to take some of those phone calls she's been getting over the years for Hollywood castings and kind of take that off her plate. You know, there's a, there's a new sheriff in town. So, uh, you know, I, you know, I'd love to do more acting. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, it's been a lot of fun getting paid to go be a bodybuilder. That's fun. Cause competing, I hate to break it to everybody, but we don't get paid much. You know, the prize money is far and few between. Um, and if you're not one of those top three winners and you're not snagging a little bit of cash, you know, there's a lot, a lot of money that you're spending to compete. So it's been nice kind of taking my hobby and figuring out a creative way to like, you know, head into a direction that I can maybe make a career out of. Now, saying that, I did some research on you because, like you said, great advice. Read up on it. Do your homework. Um, and I saw you uh, speaking to someone else about the difference in the pay rate between men and women and how dr- drastic it is between men and women. Um, what, what do you do? You, is there still like a stigma in the business or is there still a struggle to get the same equal kind of, uh, there's always going to be a stigma in the business and it's not just bodybuilding. It's with anything. I mean, I think, I think it's been, my statistics are probably not a hundred percent accurate, but I think women are still paid. I want to say it's like eight to 11% less than what a man would get for a job simply just for showing up and having a vagina. You know, I mean, so at the end of the day, we're not going to, we're not equal to men. We're not. Pay rate's not equal. Treatment is not equal. The respect is not equal. It's just not equal. So I can't really say I'm too surprised to not see that differently in bodybuilding. I mean, Mr. Olympia gets $175,000, which I'm sorry, but these days it's not much. You know, CrossFit athletes are making, they're banking two mil off of, the, of being CrossFit athletes at their, at their uh, prize earnings. Bodybuilding's highest paying purse is Mr. Olympia. That's $175,000 that goes to Mr. Olympia. Ms. Olympia gets $10,000. How is that even comparable? Wow. Like, I don't know who, is Stevie Wonder running the math here? Like, I don't understand <laughs> it. Like, that's, that is so insulting. It's not even funny. You know, it can't even be half the amount. It can't even be a quarter of the amount. That, I mean, that's pathetic. I don't know what else to say, and I've said it for years. I'm like, why are the show promoters not calling more female-based companies to come in and sponsor these events? Call Secret Deodorant. Strong enough for a man, made for a woman. Call Tampax. Call a hairbrush company. Call whoever. Just call someone. Do something. Because it's a far cry from even being somewhat honorable. I mean, if you're not, we're not going to be even fine. But at least do us the honor of bumping it up some, to something that's somewhat respectable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, you, that's you a get paltry more amount networking. of money. You get more than networking at a normal 9-to-5 job in you know, retail or something. You yeah, know? and I mean, that, that doesn't cover... That prize money doesn't. That prize money wouldn't even cover the cost of a prep for that show. Wow. So no, I mean, you know, I, I love bodybuilding and I love competing, but I'm also no dummy. I'm not going to make a career bodybuilding. I'm not. I'm definitely not the best body out there. Um, you know, I, it's very difficult to work full time and you know and have other outside interests and get ready for a show. So you know, it's tough. Like. 
Would I like to compete again? Definitely. Um, do I see myself competing again? For sure. Do I know when it's going to happen? Not quite. Um, but, you know, my goal is before I, before I tap out and call it quits, is to get to the Olympia stage. I don't necessarily need to win. That's totally fine. I'm not greedy. I'm happy just getting there. I just want my track suit. Once I get my track suit and I can check that little bucket list item off my list, I'm good. Now, I was going to say, so, obviously you're probably not the only one female who feels this passionately about the, the pay comparison and, you know, being respected in the business. Um, is there anyone that you've seen that is you know, willing to take a stand and kind of speak up for that? And is that something that you would want to take? Um, you know, it, it's like, I don't know. You know, it's like, I, I, it's so hard sometimes to be forthright and really say what's on your mind and really just be honest in how you feel about something when you are expected to be a proper representation of an organization at all times. I understand that. I have all the respect in the world for the bodybuilding community, for the IFBB. But this is a blaring, gaping, <laughs> almost like unbelievable problem or issue, um, you know, with these competitions, I feel like. The way, you know, we work just as hard as the men do. Um, and I understand a lot of times people are afraid to speak up and, and, and really have an opinion on it and say, hey, this isn't cool, this isn't right, we should fix this. Um, you know, and, and I, I've said it more than once, um, don't necessarily know if that means that the powers that be, you know, get missed at me for saying something. But something needs to be said. I mean, it's an elephant in the room. We're not stupid. We all know there's an elephant in the room, so why can't we talk about it? You know? No. All we're trying to do or all I'd like to see is my sport improve itself and the athletes be taken care of. And I don't think that's asking too much, you know, and, and whether that means getting involved as far as like working on the committee or helping or trying to maybe help drive sponsors or whatever it is I can do, I would love to do it. And I've actually reached out to them a few times only to never hear back. And that's cool. But, you know, I, I just, I, you know, I love my sport. I'm very dedicated to it. You know, it, it's made me a better person. It's, you know, I get, you know, I hear from people sometimes that I inspire them, which always floors me and makes me like want to cry with joy. So, you know, all I want to do is help make what we do in this industry and our organization better. So, you know, if that means sometimes having the big mouth or, you know, being crucified for being honest, so be it. I was going to say, I mean, obviously there's got to be some type of governing body or, you know, panel or committee or something that handles that. And There um, is, and they know, but, you know, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. And anytime you have a business and they do things and you have, like, little people that are like, hey, we don't like this or whatever, you know, it's not, it's not an easy fix all the time. And I think, you know, I think, you know, the IFBB and the NPC have done great things to make our sport more marketable pe to people with the introduction of the new divisions and that sort of thing. But I also think that um, at the end of the day, you know, the women make up a great... No I, I don't know what the numbers are exactly, like how many members there are that are women in the NPC or IFBB, or maybe that's even a larger number than the men. I'd be curious to know, actually, and I think I might look it up after after we talk. Um but, you know, I think I think as women, we should just be more vocal in saying, hey, we work just as hard as the guys. 
and we should be treated fairly. Maybe not even equally, but at least bump it up so we're not, like, drowning while they're on dry shore. Now, that leads me into my next question is, what is what is the, the best thing about your sport, and what is something that needs improvement? Obviously, we, we've pretty much covered, you know, the equal, you know, rights. I mean, I think the best thing about the sport is really kind of, you know, I mean, bodybuilding, it's not – it's not, you know, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a lifestyle. It's not just a one-time thing. Like, you really get very involved in it. Um, and I think the great thing about the sport is really learning more about yourself. Every time I've done a prep or done a show, I learn more about myself than I knew the last time. I, you know, whether it's learning how hard I can push myself, whether it's pushing my own limits, whether it's pushing myself to be a better Jill the next time around, um, I think that's the great sport about bodybuilding. It can really, really strip you down and humble you. Uh, and then it can also show you how great you're capable of being. Um, as far as what I don't like about our sport, um, oh, my God, the excessive use of Photoshop and just BS on social media amongst the athletes. Or, or worse, the Instagram athletes who, you know, have 10 bazillion followers and are amazing and whatever and have 10-pack abs, but they've never done a bodybuilding show in their life. And all their photos on Instagram are super Photoshopped, like Adobe sponsors them or something. That's really obnoxious because that that's giving people a false sense of what's achievable. It's giving people, people a false sense of what they can achieve on their own or with some stupid BS product. Um it's just it's it you know it that's what I think is wrong with our industry right now is just the blatant lying to people about phony products or themselves and just you know photoshopping your pictures like it's just giving people a very blurred reality of what's feasible or achievable uh, by working out and that's that's terrible I think that's really terrible especially say, when noticed... you have numerous amounts of followers you have a responsibility to be honest. No, I noticed I'm just, you know, scrolling through Instagram. I used to always see these things for, like, this fitness tea. No, oh, skinny bunny like, tea and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. like, how, like, does this stuff really work? And then, Yeah, plastic wrap and skinny bunny tea. It's the answer to everything you've ever needed. Yeah. It's amazing that it took to the year 2016 for us to figure that out, you know. Um, yeah. That's something we couldn't have figured out a lot sooner. Um, <laughs> right. But speaking of Instagram and online, um, you have a, sh- uh, a huge social media presence. Where can people find you at online? Uh, they can find me online at, I'm very simple, uh, com. That's my website, which needs massive updating, so please be patient. Uh, however, you can also follow my daily activities on Instagram, which is at jillrudison, J-I-L-L-R-U-D-I-S-O-N. You can follow me on Snapchat at jillrudison. You can follow me on Facebook uh, on my athlete page, which is Jill Brutison IFBB Pro. Um, where else am I? Twitter. Very vocal on Twitter. You can follow me there at, at Jill Rudison. So basically everywhere at Jill Rudison. I've made it very simple for people to find me. It makes it a lot easier when you're able to market it as just one thing. You don't have to have special names for everything. The real Jill right. Rudison. I don't have a Jill common Rudison. name, and there's not a whole lot of Jills. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we appreciate you taking some time to kind of talk to us a little bit. Is there anything that 
you want the fans to know or any final words you have for everybody that's listening? Um, let's see. Just uh, keep an eye out for me. There's a movie I just wrapped up filming for a few weeks ago. It's an independent feature film called Kiss Kiss featuring myself and a slew of very beautiful women, some of whom I have some great fight scenes with. Um, that should be coming out in about two to three months. So keep an eye out for that. I think we're coming straight out to Redbox. I'm not sure, but hopefully we're going to be in some film festivals and stuff. It's a great movie. So just keep an eye out for that. And then follow me on my Twitter and my Instagram to see all my crazy shenanigans. I think I'm pretty funny. I, I We were talking off air, and it was hilarious the, the way we were going back and forth through email. Um, so right. like I said, I found you out on Twitter, and uh, hopefully everybody else follows you on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and check out JillRudison.com. Uh, and like she said, be patient. You know, It's a work in progress. You know, It's like the bodybuilding. It's, a, it's not mm-hmm. a sprint. It's a That's all we all are. We're all just works in progress. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you taking some time to talk to us, and uh, make sure you check her out in the Weezer videos, and uh, look out for Kiss Kiss real soon, and uh, much success to you. Thank you. All right, take care. Take care, bye. Hey, guys, this is Jill Rudison. You're listening to Mixmaster B on MMB Radio. <laughs>